Hello, welcome to this Friday evening episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. We are now less than 24 hours away from the start of Game 1 between the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Montreal Canadiens. The hockey overall starts tomorrow at noon with the New York Rangers and the bunch of jerks, the Carolina Hurricanes, going at it. And then I think the Blackhawks and the Oilers play at 2 o'clock Eastern time tomorrow. There's a 4 o'clock game. i got to remember what that one is. And then... Uh, 6 o'clock, 8 o'clock game, of course, the Penguins, and then there's a 10.30 game, which is going to be um, pretty fun. So, yeah, it's basically going to be a full day of hockey. Um, I thought in honor of hockey coming back tomorrow, I would we would bring back Cameron Easton, who's been on this podcast so many times, but we'll, we have a lot to discuss, discuss today. So, Cam, how you doing, my man? Dude, it's 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 great to have hockey back. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, it's going to be chock full of excitement tomorrow um i'm gonna be watching every single game so yeah i'm excited yeah i think everyone will be uh glued to their tv starting at noon um travis yost put up this awesome tweet basically by saying there's really no need to leave your house during the day on saturday or sunday especially because the nba is now back they're going to be having games on right during the nhl i think a lot of people are going to be flipping back and forth between each sport you know this is the nhl's time to shine anyway especially with the uncertainty around Major League Baseball right now, and if that season's even going to continue, who knows with all the positive tests, but still, yeah. Less than 24 hours, It's um, it feels pretty, pretty good. Also, everyone, um, if you guys missed the big series crossover preview with Scott and Laura of Locked On Canadians, you guys can go back and check out those episodes. They came on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of previewed out. We'll still talk a little bit about this series tonight, but it won't be like a full-on preview. So with that, Cam... I did want to say there is this. There was this cool little fun fact that I wanted to touch on. So, like the Penguins' record at Scotiabank Arena in Toronto, where they will be playing, as is Montreal. So, um, the Penguins—they've played 35 games there since basically that like arena opened, and they are 15 and 15 and five. So, eh, a little below 500. But then, when you get to Montreal, there are 24 and 25 and one. So, I think Montreal has the better overall record there well they also play in toronto i would say more often since they're in the division but they did go one and oh this season at scotiabank arena as the penguins went oh and one i thought i would put that fun fact out there for everyone (laughs) yeah and it's interesting because it's almost like toronto and montreal have that um flyers penguins rivalry Mm -hmm. so it's like it's almost like how sid goes to philadelphia and you know well, usually plays well in Philadelphia. So there's always some those circumstances for players in those teams and where they play. But I think this is – we're in, in unprecedented times. And, yeah. Um, I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm really not going to be looking at those kind of stats because it's mm. – it, 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 there's going to be no fans in the stands. And, yeah. and you kind of look at – like you said, you look at baseball and what they've done over the past couple of weeks here – and it's just really interesting. I mean, for some of those pitchers, it's got to be kind of weird having no fans in the stands with with the, the noise and everything, everything. So what's it going to be like for the goalies, you know? And usually there's there's some fans yelling out their name and all that. So um, it, it's going to be interesting to see these, uh, these first couple games, how these teams acclimate to the environment. Yeah, they were pumping in some crowd noise during the exhibition games, and it was just like, okay, I mean, it just did not – it's a little weird. It did not feel the same with all the ice also. I did not really think was that good. But, you know, it's August ice as August starts tomorrow. So, I mean, how good can you basically get with it? But, um, Kim, another thing I wanted to get to just with this matchup alone is 
which line on Montreal is going to give the Penguins, I think, the most fits in this series. I know Montreal is, of course, not as deep as the Penguins. They will never be probably as deep as the Penguins for um, a long, long time. But, I mean, their top line of Philip Deneau, Tomas Tatar, and Brendan Gallagher is not to be trifled with. I mean, I was reading um, the preview on The Athletic uh, by Dom. I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name because I'll just fail at it. But, you know... All three players were in the top 30 and five on five points per 60 this season, a season according to him. Um, they just, they dominate offensively. They're really, really good defensively. Tatar had 61 points in 68 games. Um, it, I think that's going to be a challenge for the Cindy Crosby and Jake Gensel line to go out against them the way they, they just suppress shots and the way they're just in the offensive zone a lot. Uh, I just wanted to get your take on that. Well, yeah, and going off what you said, uh, to talk that whole line is the top four uh, points getters for the for the Canadians. Yeah. Um, so uh, that that's going to be the main priority for the Penguins, and um, I think looking at the exhibi- exhibition game, although the Penguins lost, I'm I'm pretty confident that this lineup is the deepest we've had in a couple seasons, and you know, and and it, it goes back to the fourth line and how. Um, that forechecking of that fourth line is. And um, I wouldn't be surprised to see that fourth line go against the first line in a couple shifts um, against Montreal. And, um, you know, it, it, past that first line for Montreal, I'm, I'm, I'm not too worried. Yeah, no, I agree. And that brings me honestly to like my next point as well is, you know, like the chess match with Mike Sullivan and Claude Julian. And we all know what happened the last time the Penguins played a Claude Julian team in the playoffs in 2013 with the Boston Bruins where they just got utterly embarrassed. Um, you know, much different team now, much different coach. Um, it's just the Mike Sullivan, Claude Julian chess match. As I said, I'll say it again. It's just going to be very fascinating to watch, to see what line Sullivan puts out against, you know, whatever line Julian has out there. As you said, I do think the fourth line of Aston Reese, Blue Tanev may get some shifts out against the Gallagher and denote line. And I mean, I said it also on the crossover. I mean, his Mike Sullivan's trust only just gains more and more as that line continues to play well and just suppresses chances in the defensive zone because they just don't get hemmed in their own zone very often. We we saw in the exhibition game, they were just coming at the Flyers in waves, that line, every single time they were on the ice. And it was just par for the course where they were just getting chances. I mean, Teddy Bluger, I thought, had a really good chance. He drew a penalty, I think, in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, almost It almost could have been a penalty shot if he had like a mini breakaway there, but still, it was just par for the course for that line. Um, whatever line they're going to go up out, up against, they're not really going to be hemmed in their own zone a lot. And I just, I still think though that that Deneau Gallagher Tatar line is going to be the biggest matchup problem if there was one for the Penguins in this series, just because of just how good they are and how good Tatar was this season. I always think Brendan Gallagher is super underrated. Um, he's mm-hmm. very very good at just firing a lot of pucks at net. He's he's just always been a very underrated player. I think in this league, you know, he played in 59 games this season, 22 goals, 43 points. I mean, but before that he was a 33 goal scorer last season, had 52 points before that 31 goals, 54 points, always a player. That's his Corsi Fenwick percentage is about 54, 59. This season it was 61% cam. That's just, that's ridiculous. He is just very, very good. And I think if there's one, player that could potentially steal the series for them that's not Carey Price, um, I think it's Brendan Gallagher. I agree, and I wouldn't pat, put past the Canadians. I, I think there's the um, 
the perception by by a lot of fans that Montreal, you know, went through that rebuild. They're still going through a rebuild in my eyes. And they have a lot of veterans still on that team with playoff experience, yeah. um, you know, with Shea Weber and, and you know, heck, even Jonathan Druins played for Tampa a couple of years back. So, um, you know, I wouldn't put it past this team just as an easy checkoff, you know what I mean? And and going up back to the fourth line of the Penguins, um, I'm really thankful that I got to see the training the training camp that was offered by um, the Penguins YouTube and um, all their social media, mm-hmm. where we got to see um, some of the inner squad um, games. And I mean, Brandon Tanev was just he was doing really good, I thought, in those in those games, along with even Sam Lafferty and um, and he's not in the starting lineup, but I mean, going down the line, I, I could see him just pairing in that fourth line if something were to happen, but yeah, he, he would be the guy that would come in. I think if um, someone went, down. Oh no, for or, sure. Or Evan yeah. Rodriguez. I think Rodriguez would be first and then it's Lafferty. Yeah. Um, I thought Rodriguez had a pretty good camp. Um, uh, I think Cam tomorrow, if Sullivan said that he's going to announce the starting goaltender tomorrow, I, going to be Matt Murray. That's the last time I'm going to say that on this podcast until he starts. Um, what do you think? Matt Murray. I just, oh, I was so mad when I was going on Twitter during the exhibition game and it was Murray versus Jari. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. Yep. It's back. It, you, you, you it's it back. going to come back after four months. So, I mean, yeah. it's just... well, it's like, we've already went through the Murray versus Flurry, and here we are with Murray versus Jari. So, yeah. um, it, it's, it's Murray's net and nobody can change my mind until, you know, we see that lack of play from Murray. Um, it's his net. Mm-hmm. He earned it. And, um, that's all that needs to be said, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, coming up right after this break, uh, we're going to do the other se- all of our series predictions. Actually, I'll, I'll have Cam though give his prediction on the Canadians Penguins one since I already gave one on the crossover. But so right after this, we're going to have the big uh, just previewing all the other series. All right, Cam. So it's time. Let's just preview all the other series just quickly. We're not going to spend all the, much time on it, but. Um, the first one I want to get to, you know, the the Rangers Hurricanes one. That, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I think that's the other one besides the Penguins and the Canadians that I'm going to be following really, really closely. Um, the, Can- the Canadians, wow. Um, the Hurricanes <laughs> are going to be down two of their best defensemen. Dougie Hamilton, well, he might play at some point in the qualifier, but it seems a little bit unlikely right now. Brett Pesci is probably out for the entire playoffs, but... Um, the Rangers, people I think are sleeping on them a bit, but I think their bottom six could be their undoing, but I am going to go Rangers in five for that series. I think they're going to beat Carolina. I think Artemi Panarin and Vika Zibanejad and Pavel Buchnevich are going to go off. I think um, their young goaltender, Igor, I will not pronounce his last name. I'm going to give it a shot. Um, Shesterkin, I guess it's Shesterkin. I think he's going to start game one. I think he's going to have... A longer leash than some may think. I know Henrik Lundqvist is the backup. He's going to be trying to itch. Well, he's going to be itching to try to get into some games. My God, I cannot speak tonight, man. It's absolutely <laughs> But I just I I like the Rangers in this matchup. I know Carolina's deeper. I know Aho, Teravainen, Stahl, and just so much more. Just it, it's a really really good team. But I just I like the Rangers top six in this one. I know they don't really have a lot of depth, and I think they're just going to go off in this series. What do you think of how that one's going to go? 
Um, you know, I, I loved seeing Carolina make that run last mm-hmm. season. Um, and I, I totally forgot it myself, but they acquired Vincent Trocek this season. Yep, and, and, um, you know, I, the Rangers definitely have Panarin and Sabinajad, and those two are unreal. And I just, I, I, there was a lot of uncertainty uh, from the media. I saw that they, they weren't really in it to win it, but I think Panarin really wants to win. Um, but I just, I love, I love Carolina and I love that team. And I really do see him winning in five. Yeah. It's, it, that's like the biggest, I think, swing pick, you know, it's, a lot of people are going to yeah. pick Carolina. A lot of people are going to pick New York. Um, I just, something about New York with Panarin and advantage that just makes me want to pick them. So I'm going to take the Rangers in five, but you know, I think it's a coin flip, man. So who knows on that one? Um, Islanders, Panthers, I'm going to, man, that's just tough. Um, I'm going to go Islanders in four on this one. I'm going to tell you why. Um, Barry Trotz's system is going to just cause a lot of problems for the Panthers. I know the Panthers have the two best players in this series in Alexander Barkov and Jonathan Huberto, but the way the Islanders' stingy defensive system is, I think they're going to get it done, and I think Varlamov will show up. I also just don't trust Sergei Bobrovsky, man. He's just he's bad. He's just, Playoff Bob is just not a good thing. I agree, and you know it's 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 a shame because Bobrovsky had that unreal year last year prior yeah. to receiving that massive contract, <laughs> and um, which is a little bit of a head scratcher. But hey, Florida needs needs a goalie, I guess. So, um, but yeah, I, I do see New York winning this one with Barry Trotz at the helm. You know, um, I, I'd say four games too. Yeah, they should be able to take care of them. Though you never underestimate Joel Quenville. He's one of the best coaches in hockey. He's going to have the Panthers. Agreed ready to play um toronto columbus i'm going toronto in five i think that series is going to go five something about john Tor again you know another stingy team you know the 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 blue jackets are going to make the leafs play these little 2-1 games it's not going to be a track meet like the leafs want it to be because the the blue jackets are not going to fight fire with fire they know they can't go up against the leafs top six just guns a blazing or honestly their whole team to be honest but i think it's going to be close but i like toronto in five, just just barely. All eyes are going to be on this series in Canada and most of the NHL, yeah. in my opinion, because this is it for Toronto. I think this is you know oh, wow. they have all. Well, that's a big one. I, I mean, they they signed Tavares, and you know I think this is a Stanley Cup caliber team, in my opinion, and um, it's it's make it or break it, and I think. Columbus, um, they they were having a hell of a season, and in the last stretch before the whole COVID started, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I, I see Columbus winning the series in five. In my opinion, yeah, I, 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 I think there might be some playoff struggles for Toronto. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's interesting. So I'm, I'm intrigued that you picked Columbus. I was reading in Dom's preview on the Athletic. You know, he has that series going way in Toronto's favor with his model. So I, I found that just. Pretty, just a lot different than what some people are saying, but... Hey, uh, you know, in Tor- in Tor- I mean, going back to the past couple of years with, with their troubles against Boston, yeah. Um, even if they were to get past Columbus, and they probably will, I'm just kind of just throwing a curveball here, but, <laughs> you know, I, I just, I don't see them going deep. I, I don't, I don't see this team really winning at all, even though they do have the talent. I just... 
I, I don't it, know. Probably not. I mean, they would have to most likely go up against Boston again. I mean, they've taken Boston to seven games. That's the thing, but they just can't get it done. They just can't do it. Game. And, you know? Yeah, you're right. I mean, this is we're into Austin Matthews' peak years now. He was almost won the Rocket Richard this year. I mean, right. William Nylander was playing well when Sheldon Keith came in. Mitch Marner was going off. John Tavares was playing well. Zach Hyman. I mean, that they have a loaded top six. I know their defensive struggles are well noted. There's, it's just, it's bad. But I mean, Frederick Anderson, he struggled a bit this season. He was not the same goaltender as he was last season. That's going to be an interesting story too. I think he was like barely nine ten this season, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. going to be. An well, I, you know, too. I just I see it as they put all you know put their ships all in, you know, yeah. and and when a team does that, all the attention is on you, and especially in Toronto, um, with their history. Um, you know, so there's going to be a lot of scrutiny if something were to happen in this qualifier round, I think. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And Cam, to just wrap up, wrap up the East, um, give me your prediction for the Penn's uh, Canadian series. Penn's in four. Okay, um, yeah, same as me, Cindy Crosby's birthday I, I, present. Yeah, they, they're going to have one game where I think that is, you know, but Most it's not going to be clean it's, sweep. It's not going to be a sweep. People, I think people that think they're, the Penguins are going to sweep the Canadians are a little bit delusional. Um, I think the Penguins will win this series, as I said, in the crossover. But now moving on to the West Cam, we'll start with Chicago, Edmonton. I'm taking Edmonton in a sweep there. That's probably the only sweep that I have for my predictions. Um, if they lose to the Blackhawks, you know, they might as well just trade Connor McDavid. That Blackhawks team oh. is so bad in so many ways, especially defensively. I know Patrick Kane is still awesome. I know Alex DeBrinkit is going is still going to be really really good, John. Oh, here comes the Jonathan Taves resurgence, as they all say. But, top one hundred, top one hundred. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dominic Kubalik is really good, but you know Duncan Keith has fallen off now. I think, even though I still think he's a good defenseman, but he's falling off. Brent Seabrook is—I mean, I don't think he's playing, but he's not that. No, good. he's not. Yeah. I mean, Cor- I think Corey Crawford is going to play, and he is he a is, difference yeah. maker in net. He is one of the best goaltenders in net, so he, they have the ability to win at least a game or two in that series. But I just. Edmonton is just deeper than them. They're a better team. This, I think this is the most lopsided series in the qualifying. I'm taking Edmonton in the sweep. Yeah, the only thing that could deter against the Oilers is Chicago's veteran leadership yeah. and playoff experience. But even then, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't see that There's just... really troubling the Oilers. You know, I, I, I agree with everything you said, but uh, I wouldn't say a sweep. I, I think it'd be Oilers in four. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I just... Connor McDavid's going to come out with a house on fire. So is Leon Dreisaitl and Ryan. Oh, that goal! That goal McDavid had the other night in the exhibition game was. Yeah, he's he's ready. <laughs> he's ready. He's going to <laughs> kick some serious ass against the Blackhawks. I can't wait to see um, what he does against them. Um, another serious cam. So this this one's going to be interesting. So um, Winnipeg versus Calgary. This this one I, I've been going back and forth on. I'm going to take the Flames in four games. I'm not confident in that um, because I think counter Hellebuck, after carrying the Winnipeg Jets' corpses to the playoffs, <laughs> he is going to try to carry their corpses to the next round. Winnipeg is a atrocious team defensively, but they do have a solid top six. Um, a lot of their players in their top six rebounded this season, especially Patrick Lane. I thought he had a much better season. But mm-hmm. Calgary, you know, they just they just got to make sure their star players showed up. We need they need to have the Johnny Goudreau from last year to show up in this year's playoffs because he was not as good as as he was as he, he was not good as good this year as he was last year. 
And can't wait to see Matthew Kachuk in playoff action. That's going to be really really funny. He is just an absolute menace. I'm sure you saw what he was doing in the Battle of Alberta exhibition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being a lunatic because, you know, that's just who he is. But Flames in four, not confident in it. But I could definitely see Connor Hellebuck just carrying the Jets to the next round. Yeah, I'm a huge Mark Scheifele fan, and you know I think he's pretty underrated in my opinion. And I, I like Patrick Line, but to go off what you said, this Flames team—I love this Flames team—and I think they're going to be the better team in this matchup. Um, and I'm kind of rooting for the the Flames Oilers <laughs> matchup heading down, maybe potentially down in the in the tournament. But um, yeah, I, I'd say Flames in four. Yeah. Off all we need, all we need, is a battle of Alberta playoff series, just to see Connor McDavid oh. go up against them, and then Matthew Kachuk just pissing off Zach Cassian. I'll just, I'd, I'd be here. For that, that would be amazing. Yeah. I, I would be. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that'd be so epic. Um, let's. Oh, this is this one. I've also been going back and forth on. You know, Vancouver, Minnesota. I think Minnesota is more underrated than people seem to realize. Their top six is also. Pretty good. Their top four on their defense is absolutely ridiculous. You know, Jared Spurgeon is one of the best defensemen in the league. Ryan Suter is still doing good. Matt Dumba is really, really good still. Jonas Brodeen has always been underrated for a long time. But, you know, Eric Stahl had that quite – he had quite a resurgence when he went to Minnesota. He's just been awesome ever since he got there. But also, Cam, Kevin Fiala, I mean, he was, I think, the Wilds' best player this season um be ready to be blown away by some of these stats cam so he had a career high 54 points in 64 games that's a 69 point pace which is very very nice um after the all-star break you know 26 points in 19 games um um reading you know dom's article on the athletic he was third on the team in points per 60 at 2.17 i mean this just came out of nowhere for him so the Wild do have a good team, and they were playing well under their new head coach. It's just their goaltending, I think, is just going to get in the way of a lot of mm-hmm. things. You know, Stalock and Dubnik are just really not that good. And I'm going to take Vancouver in four. Quinn Hughes is just – I, I could I could watch Quinn Hughes all day. I, I, I think he's absolutely incredible. You know, Elias Pettersson, I think he's the best player in the series. He's going to be absolutely incredible. You know, JT Miller, Tyler Toffoli. You can put Brock Besser on your second line. Um, I know Alex Edler is still there, but you know, Jacob Markstrom had a really good season for Vancouver. I just think they're deeper than Minnesota. I think their best players are going to show up more than the wilds ones were. And I think Vancouver is going to advance here. Yeah, I do see Vancouver winning this one, but I just want to go on and, and talk about Minnesota. And they almost kind of remind me of the Western conference version of Montreal because mm-hmm. they have that, that mix of a lot of young players and that veteran presence and mm. hey once you're in this tournament anything can happen you know and um i did say vancouver so i'll say vancouver in five i think i okay. think for some reason wild will t- we'll take them to five games and it's always a, the peak wild to just take everyone to five games or seven games and then they just lose it so you know that's what i've been doing in the zach parise ryan Suter era um one more now, Cam. We got the Predators and the Coyotes. I'm taking Nashville in five in this one. I think Arizona's going to give them a hell of a fight. I think Taylor Hall is going to play his ass off. But, I mean, I, I think the Predators are just too much here for Arizona. I know the Predators were not having the best season. But um, whatever, who they were, they decided to start. It's Pecorino, UC, UC Soros. Um, they're going to get it done. 
And I think Victor Arvidsson, Philip Forsberg, um, Ryan Johansson are going to show up and in a big way. And I think Roman Yossi, who could very, very well win the Norris, um, he is going to also show up too. Um, I just think Nashville is just the better team here. And I think it's going to be close. Like I said, Arizona is going to give them everything they have. Rick Tockett is a really, really good coach. He gets a lot out of his team, but it's going to be Nashville in five. Hey, and Phil Kessel is technically back in the playoffs yes. um, yet again. And playoff Phil is a <laughs> different player. Um, <laughs> he can play. Um, but um, it, Nashville's just deeper. And, you know, um, it, I, I love the goalie tandem they have, too. And I think they'll do well in this this round. So I, I'd say Nashville in four. National four. Okay, yeah. So we, we agreed on most of them, but we did uh, disagree on some of them, which you know I, I liked. You know, that's that's always very very. Hey, I had to th- I had to throw that curveball in the Toronto. Yeah, time. yeah. You, you, gotta, you gotta be a little different. Hey, mine was kind of the Rangers one. I think um, more people will pick Carolina, but I still think a lot of people will pick the um, the Rangers one. So, um, but I will say, there's gonna be one of these ones where it's gonna be like, yeah, it's gonna be that team. There's gonna be, I feel like there's gonna be an yeah. upset somewhere. And it's gonna be everyone's be like it's gonna be like the um, Columbus Tampa series. It's just gonna be like really, I know, yeah. really, <laughs> really. It is. It is going to be funny. But um, before we do go, Cam, um, just a couple mailbag questions to answer. Um, you actually asked one, so thank you very much. Um, yeah. What's my favorite goal from the 2019-20 season? Um, that's definitely the Evgeny Malkin move on John Carlson, where he just turned him into a pee hockey player. That should. I think John Carlson should lose the Norris just based on that. Uh, he, <laughs> he lost his liquor license nothing and that was just that's my favorite goal easily from the season and then um alan t yoder who is your favorite penguins player not named Sidney crosby of guinea malkin or chris letang um that's that's a good one uh, i'm honestly gonna go with jake gensel um i think that's kind of maybe the obvious answer to um, a bunch of people but i just i love watching jake play i loved how he just came into his own and just you know, it wasn't a product of Sidney Crosby, as a lot of people uh, like to say, and some still do say it, which is absolutely ridiculous to this day. Jake Gensel is a elite winger on his own right. So um, that'll conclude today's episode, Cam, unless you have anything to um, say at the end. No, I'm just ready to grab a beer tomorrow and watch all these games. <laughs> yeah, so. no, I'm, I'm excited yeah, to set my super hey, hey, thanks for having me again. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, no, I'm glad I brought you on. We'll have you on at some point down the road here, you know, probably after the qualifying round, but uh, yeah, man, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. It was a little hard to record on Friday night as, you know, just basically we're all just uh, starting all over the place, but you know what, whatever. Um, We'll be back next week with episodes, you know, breaking it all down for you guys right here on Locked On Penguins with the series against the Canadians. So keep it right here. Hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Watch a lot of hockey, drink a lot, stay safe, please. And, um, Wear a mask. Yes, wear a mask, please, too. Social distance. And I will see you all next week.